Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, welcome to our annual town hall meeting. Uh, thank you so much for, for making it a priority to be here. It's, it's just exciting to, to be able to catch up and ask questions and all that. We'll try to, to move through this fairly quickly. Um, we pray? Yeah. God, we thank you uh, so much for uh, the local body. We thank you for the church. We thank you for your love for the church, God. And we thank you for your love for this one, that um, even though we're, we're uh, small, <laughs> on a small part of the map, that you uh, care and uh, you pay attention to all of it and you're building it. And uh, we just pray that we'd be good stewards of everything that you've given us, God, that we would always look to you and stay behind you on every decision that needs to be made and the direction we're going, God. We just want to please you in all things. And so we thank you. We give you credit and acknowledge that everything good, anything good that comes out of here is you, not us. And um, so we pray that you bless this time, this family time, <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Back to you. All right. Well, we... Uh... We did the same meeting last week in Lapine. Things are going very well down there. Also, we're kind of kind of finding our identity and are kind of leveling out to this, you know, what, what, what the Lord has made it over the years, which has been a good thing. Um, you know, it started out one way, COVID hit and went another way. And then, you know, it's kind of built back into something else. But uh, things have gone well for uh, as far as 2022 in both locations. We're, we're very excited and encouraged. Um, as far as uh, a team update, uh, we all still really like what we're doing and and still like and still still love, still love each other and still love you guys so that's pretty <laughs> and for yeah for for what it's for what it's worth uh in, in both locations um you all make it easy for us in in very you know tangible ways and so uh, we really are grateful but yeah we're still really enjoying this and, and doing well with it all so do you guys want to add to that the way we're going to do the meeting, um, in the past, we've kind of gone down a list, because I like lists, uh, and hit everything, but we're probably going to just kind of get to a point where we say, if you have any questions about anything going on in the church ministry-wise, um, you can just ask them. We would, if you could, ra raise your hand, and, and we have a couple of mics that we can run out to you um, if, if they're done. I don't know. You're still eating? He's got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, because uh, we do want to live stream this, there are some people that are out of town um, that would want to be able to hear what's going on. And so uh, it's nice when they can hear you and there's not dead air. So if you don't mind, just raise your hand if you have a question. A mic will show up and then we'll do it that way. Uh, we uh, kind of give you an update on the pastors. Uh, the deacons here in the church right now, uh, we have Rich and Tammy. Uh, Rich is upstairs in the booth. Tammy's over here. We have Gary, who's, there he is, in the back. And then Andrew couldn't be here today. He was, agreed to run sound for his uh, son's play, and it coincided with this. So priorities, I don't know. So thanks a lot, Henry. Uh, anyway, uh, these guys are all here to serve us and serve you, and they do a great job of it. So we want to thank our deacons very much for the work that they do. We still, uh, so they do a great job and they cover a lot of ground. The one area that we still kind of have uncovered here, and it doesn't have to be a deacon necessarily, is kind of the building person that, that makes sure that things are getting done in the building. Um, and, and a lot of churches hire for that position in fairness. But in the past, we've had some, uh, a couple of guys, I was thinking of uh, Bluetooth Bob and, and Danny, and there were some other guys here that just kind of took it under their wing to do that. If you're a person that just enjoys kind of maintenance and keeping track of things and have some extra time on your hands, we'd love to talk to you because 
there's a lot to do here at times and, and, you know, it's something that we don't really want to spend our time doing, but we can, and we will if we need to. But if that's something that the Lord's laying on your heart, we'd love to have a little conversation with you about that. So it doesn't mean you have to be a deacon, by the way, just, you know, available and work and, you know, help when, help when help is needed and that kind of thing. So, um, not only do we have deacons and pastors here, but we have a congregation that, that jumps in and helps in so many ways, even, like what we just enjoyed today, uh, that lunch that was just provided by people in the church that stepped up and say thank you. And so many other ways where um, you make our jobs easy by caring for each other. Did you want to say? Just grab it and say Well, there wasn't any fried chicken. Is the only oh. <laughs> there was a shocking lack of chicken. You yeah. better probably just stay quiet. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> anyway, the, the way that, uh, you know, we, we view care in the church is something that not just the pastors do, not just the deacons do, but everybody takes part in. And the way that you all care for each other, you know, we saw examples of that in the praise and prayer time with updates about people that are in the hospital and the way that we rally around each other and love each other is fantastic. So keep up the good work, keep out doing one another in love the way you do. And um, again, it, it's just such a blessing to be a part of a church that loves each other and loves the community the way you do. So um, we're, you make us proud in that regard. And thank you. Um, the, uh, Availability of the pastors is something we always want to stress when we have a meeting like this. Uh, I know there's this idea out there that we're too busy and that we have too many things going on and that you shouldn't bug us. So you'll try to go somewhere else or you'll, you know, find, just come to us, just talk to us. We'll make time. Uh, we, we, you guys are important to us and what you're going through and what you're thinking about matters. So if there's anything we can do, we're happy to meet. There's three of us. So we spread the load out between each other. So you might not get all three of us, but if we can make it, we will. But just remember that we are available. Okay, if you have any questions as we go through this, you can just raise your hand, like I said. The big thing that we're going to talk about right now are the bylaws um, or the Constitution. We, we, we kind of have called them two things over the years. When we started the church 11 years ago, um, we kind of cobbled together things that we found from, from other churches that we thought looked good for us and put this document together. We had to do it to be a 501c3. And so um, we agreed at the time that it was a good document and it was pretty good to start with. And then at some point we've had people from the congregation. We have a section in here that actually says that this constitution is not infallible. I know that shocks you, but it's, 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 you know, it's not. And that if anybody sees something in there that's questionable or that doesn't make sense or that doesn't align biblically, they're supposed to come to us and tell us. And there were a couple of things in there that were a little wonky. Um, and Some things that we ended up reading and going that long. Well, exactly. What, that's exactly what happened. Um, as we started going through it, uh, we had a couple things in there that, like, for instance, um, when it talks about being on mission, uh, not memberships per se, but being on mission, just so that nobody gets too alarmed. Uh, we had the, the church's responsibility, the congregation's responsibility in there twice and we left the leader's responsibility out completely, which is pretty cool for us. <laughs> but somebody pointed it out, we looked at it and went, how did we do that? Because we actually wrote it up at one point. But So we fixed some of those kinds of things. Um, but it's, it's neat that um, as you guys read through these things, because not all churches do, and you see things, you can come to us and we'll, we'll make arrangements so, or adjustments. So what we did is when we started to go through this and looked at the document kind of with... 11 year old eyes, we realized this isn't, doesn't even remotely look like a door document. It looks like some kind of legal document that's hard to understand. And a couple of people said, I tried to read it once and it was like reading a legal document. Looks like something smart. Yeah. Not like, not like the door. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we decided, yeah, that's kind of mean, but don't take this the wrong way. But we decided to door it down a little bit and get it, get it, get it. Uh, I know it's pretty clever. 
so we, we rewrote it in words that we felt good about. And, and it doesn't change really a lot of the, the content, but it certainly simplifies it. You can tell it's a, it's a thinner document. Both of them are up here um, than the old one. Um, and, and a couple things that we changed and we want you to be aware of it. Cause what we need to do is we need to put this out to you guys for 30 days to look at it, read them if you want to, uh, compare them if you want to come back to us with any concerns or questions you have. And then if whatever we need to do in the next 30 days, we will, but if it goes through, we'll just ratify it in 30 days and that will be our new constitution. So what we did a couple things. One, uh, it was a, a document for the door at three rivers. Well, we now have Lapine, so we've changed it to, to where it doesn't just exclusively mean this church only, it includes this church and that church and any other churches. So we changed the language there. We also made it to where instead of just being one document, we made it the bylaws and the constitution. And the reason for that, and I know this is boring stuff, but when you're sending things to Neighbor Impact um, for a financial grant, for instance, they don't need to see what we do with this and that and the other thing. They need to see kind of the main bylaw part. So we have the bylaws, the constitution, they're separated, but it's kind of the same. It'll make sense when you see it, if you see it. Um, some people don't want to see these things. That's what I meant. Like it's available, but we'll see what happens. We also were convicted about accountability for the pastors. So somebody had kind of pointed out there was something in there about uh, when we disestablish or if we disestablish, there wasn't really anything, we, not that we would, but you could find a way to take the money and run. And we ran into that at a church in Bend that we were kind of working with at some point and thought we don't want that to be an, an option for us or for any future pastor. So we changed that to add more accountability. And so that's in the disestablishment. We also added a board of trustees, which really what this is, it's three guys that we, we, we picked a deacon from this location, a deacon from the Lapine location and a former pastor, Terry. So it's Andrew Walls, Terry Hickman, Mike McCarter, uh, three very godly men who have integrity and who are willing to say, hey, what's going on here, which we need. But they're basically going to help with any financial decisions so that we're not making financial decisions on our own. We have an outside group that is going to look into things. And um, we still would make the final decision because we, you know, the elders need to do that. But we don't want to do that without accountability and people that can say, hey, wait a second, what are you doing here? So that's what those guys are, are there to do. One of the things they did, by the way, this year was they, they um, looked into the fact that we didn't ever have retirement for ourselves, had a meeting with you guys, and, um, and you all graciously agreed, not just to start giving us retirement, but it's just crazy, to go back to the beginning and, and make up for it, which is still, can't believe it, um, still shocking to us, and we're grateful for it, but sorry. Uh, as stubborn as we can be, and we didn't really um, kind of want to do that, we thought if we're going to establish a board of trustees, we probably ought to trust them and, and trust the congregation's voice in this. And so we, we did agree to go ahead and do that. Um, the church had the ability to do it. Uh, we, we would all still maintain the commitment that if we ever need to, you know, go back and just get regular jobs again and, and do this for free, we will. Um, we'll never hamstring the church financially. We're not about that. Um, but wow, thank you, you know. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. So anyway, that was them. And, and when bigger decisions come like that again, they will chime into that. And we'll always involve you guys in the real big decisions too. We don't, we don't want to, we want to get buy-in, you know, we don't want to do anything that's weird. But that's really the, the big things in the bylaws that we're changing is simplify it, clear up some confusion about a couple of terms in there, clarify some things on membership, like not just what your responsibilities are, but what ours are. Um, and then separate the two, the two categories. So, so they're both available here. I only made 10 copies of each because normally people don't really want to see them. And I didn't want to make copies for everybody. If these go email, well, just email me. I was going to say email one of us, but you. yeah. 
uh, email me and I'll send you a digital copy of them and you can look at them. Uh, you'll you, the old one that you can compare them. Like I said, there's, there's the, the heart of them is still the same, but it's just much simpler language. So any questions about that? That was a lot of, anything you guys want to add? Okay. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. In regards to the ministries at the church, there's lots of things that go on from Sunday school, youth, home groups, food ministries, all that. Any questions about anything that's going on as far as how things are going or what's going on or, or anything? Rather than go down the list, we'll just kind of let you guys. Marty has a question and a mic is coming your way. Sorry. We have to follow the rules. Just kidding. That was for you, Glenn. Can you explain? <laughs> is it on? Is it green? Can you explain um, this hub thing that's going on? I think some of us don't even know what is happening. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, we. I think we... I think you muted me. There we are. I think the um, we mentioned that the board, uh, the Parks and Rec Department, uh, had an after-school program, and they asked if they could use our building for it. And so uh, every day, uh, from two thirty to five thirty, Wednesdays it's twelve thirty to five thirty. They have a group of kids that come over from the school, go upstairs, and they and they have you know twenty, maybe up to twenty kids that'll come in, and, and they they do an after-school program. And again, it's a way for us to be generous to the community, and it's a way for us to get more people coming into the building and, and feeling at home here, which we think is a, a good missional thing to do. So um, they don't, we don't charge them for it. They do have, they provide insurance and stuff so that we're covered in that regard, but, but that's it in a, in a, in a nutshell. Did that answer your question? It's uh, so they have two groups that meet and I don't remember which age group this is. They have one that they do over at the school and then they didn't have the room. So they do the other one over here. And I don't remember. They're just under like youth group age. Um, I think it goes up to maybe fifth grade. So, yeah. Um, and, and it is neat when they're in here. They're, they're kind of wandering around and they're fascinated with the building. And, you know, um, it's, it's kind of kind of cool. Uh, the youth group, by the way, we still don't have that that certain age slot we still have the young adult group going but the other group kind of um fizzled because we just didn't have kids that age so we have a lot of younger kids right now we have some older kids but we didn't have any in the middle as soon as that shows up again we're willing to get it started again but but it didn't make sense to keep it going for now so that's that just popped into my head so there you go any other questions about any of the ministries before jeff falls asleep you warned me man <laughs> I just um, wanted to know a little bit more, like what kind of help is needed for the food ministry, if there is any? Is it? Do you guys pack it here? Does it get brought here? I know people pick it up here, but that's pretty much all I know. Uh, so Diane is not here. Gary's here. Um, do you basically what I what I can tell you is Neighbor Impact brings a truck here, and it's loaded. You have to unload the truck. There's a big group of people in here that then sorts through all of the the different things, checks dates, arranges it into produce, you know, dairy all the different things and then pack them into boxes. So everybody gets a little bit of each of those things. And then there's a drive through in the back of the building where you just kind of go and load them into, into the, into the car. And all that happens. Yeah. <laughs> they do it in a, in a, in a matter of a couple of hours. It's crazy. I come to help unload the truck cause they need, I'm not that I have a strong back. But I've got the back of a 90 year old woman, but I still come, <laughs> I still come to help with the, uh, the truck. Um, and then I just get out of the way because it's, it's crazy what they get done in a very short period of time. So, but I know that they could use um, people that, that kind of will come faithfully. Uh, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but because you kind of get uh, assigned to a certain area and then you get like you're an expert at that area. But even if you're not, you know, even if you can just come once and just check it out, I would come and see what, what goes on. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought I saw him. Okay, 
we'll keep moving on down the line. Uh, the, the building, by the way, um, we uh, just a quick update there. We uh, found out after being in here for, for, we got the building in 2015. At some point we went to pull a permit and they said, well, you're not, you're not, you don't have the right land use. You guys can't, you know, pull a permit because you're an assembly now and it used to be this. And so you have to get that fixed. So we started that process, sprinkler systems on and on. It's, it's gone. It, it's been expensive. The Lord's provided, which is great. Um, but, uh, we finally got our land use approved, which is a huge thing. I want to say thank you to, to Gary Hardenberg, who put uh, more time than I think he was bargaining for into it. Thank you so much. The, the next thing we have to do is there's building occupancy things that we have to do. And that has to do with, um, some of the things we were going to pull permits for, but we have to put a, we're not supposed to call it a fire escape, but it makes it more clear upstairs, uh, metal fire escape, some other things that have to do. Eventually we'd like to get more, uh, ADA bathrooms in these two rooms over here in the community room. So we're still in the process of working through that, but, uh, the County is satisfied with where we're at now and, and, and we're, we're legit, which is pretty cool. So, so we're still working through that stuff. If you have any questions, Gary can answer them for you mostly. Uh, well, he can, he's, he's very, very much entrenched in this whole thing. So, but yeah, that's going well, by the way. So anything you guys want to add before we jump into the, the next little thing? All right, we're rolling. We're going to do this. Good. Uh, finances. Um, again, I mentioned this in the sermon this morning, so you already heard it, but blown away by the generosity of God's people and the way he provides for us. Uh, last year, again, during COVID, this didn't make any sense. We were all ready to, you know, say, okay, we're going to go out and start finding jobs because we thought giving would drop. Last year was our best year ever by about, man, it jumped up like 23%. It was, it was a huge jump last year. And so this year we thought, okay, well, that's not going to hold. I mean, that was a fluke, right? And it held. <laughs> I mean, it's like we're about 2% off, low, but 2%, but I mean, 2% down from last year is incredible. Um, so, and, and Lapine was a little bit further down. Uh, we kind of understand why that happened. It's, it, you know, Lapine definitely doesn't, it's not a, um, a wealthy church by any means. Uh, we we kind of see this more as like the Antioch, the hub, and um, you know more money is going to come out of this church than the other one, and that's just the way it's going to be. Especially when you think of the people we serve there, that community. It's more, you know, the homeless and some other things like that. So it's not like you're attracting, you know, rich wealthy families necessarily. But but it's a great group down there. Don't misunderstand me. But giving has been solid in both locations. Um, the care fund, by the way, and the missions fund, again, uh, over 40,000 went out from this location, which is great. And I think about, um, just about 5,000 went out in Lapine, which is kind of equivalent percentage wise. So, um, just, it's neat to be able to keep being generous in the community and keep doing things for people. And, and, uh, we we're grateful. So uh, in regards to the financial team that takes care of all of this stuff for us, because we don't see who gives, we don't want to see that. We don't, we know what comes in, but not who and the amounts and all that. But we have um, Janet does all the bookkeeping. Tammy is the treasurer, kind of keeps track of all the giving that comes in. And then Andrew oversees, um, you know, he's kind of like the, the, the eyes that, you know, kind of watch over anything. And he's not here, but I really do appreciate um, all of them because they're, they're all willing again to ask the questions that, you know, are sometimes are uncomfortable to ask, you know, like what, what's, the, what's going on here? And that's a good thing. You know, sometimes it's annoying <laughs> a little bit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Not really, but it is helpful. So, uh, but they're, they're the people that you see. So your donation statements, you may have already received them. Hopefully um, that's Tammy. If you have not, if you want to see a financial report, we send those out every quarter. We make those available. We want to make sure we're an open book. Andrew would be the person to talk to there. 
If you're familiar with our, our email addresses, they all end in at the door 3r.org. If you put Tammy before that, it'll go to her. If you put Andrew before that, it'll go to him. If you put Janet before that, it'll go to her. So we made it pretty simple in that regard. You want us to talk to Um, that was changing the bylaws that I forgot to mention. Was clarifying that, and then actually doing what we. Yeah, there was something in the in the bylaws um, when we talk about membership that um, a lot of you know that we have. I guess you you would you wouldn't call it a strong membership. We do believe in a strong membership biblically. That if you're part of the body of Christ, like um, if you've been baptized and you profess Christ, that you are a member of the body of Christ. We also believe strongly that local membership as far as being accountable and encouraged and fed and well taken care of matters like the bible says that that matters locally too um, we've kind of neglected what we had written in here as far as that a lot of you know uh, we may be the church known as the the no member church like almost like we hate membership uh, we do not um, we've always just kept it um, very light and very practical we tend to know who calls this their home and who doesn't? Um, I know that sounds funny or weird, but that's just just the way it works, and you guys do too. Um, and but but for the sake of what we had written, and even for clarity, we do I think want to clarify a little more um, for us and for you guys who calls the door their home. We tend to use the phrase on mission because we like it better than membership. Sounds too country clubby to me. Sounds a little weird, too strict, maybe even um, on mission, meaning that you're buying in, that you're trusting the leadership, you're trusting what God's doing here, you're trusting the direction that we're going. Doesn't mean we're perfect, doesn't mean that you agree across the board with everything, but you agree enough to where you're going to come and you're going you're gonna to be unified in the direction we're going rather than, you know, um, slashing the tires on the bus, <laughs> right, so to speak. So... You guys got that. <laughs> I probably should have said it different. Um, like, yeah, the bus is going this way, right? And so we, like, if, if, if you consider yourself, like, uh, like with that, then you get on that bus that's going that way. Um, some people, well, sit around and slash tires on the bus so that it goes nowhere. Uh, we want people to be on the bus. So that's on mission. What we want to do, I think, and even implement, we don't, we're not going to, like, draw blood or have you, like, sign on a piece of paper or anything like that. But we would like just even a verbal acknowledgement, and this is all stuff that you can, that you can read, we've, we've spent some time going through this, from each of you to say, we're, we're on mission with you guys. We are a part of what God is doing here. We trust you guys, we're under you guys. And part of the way that we even wanna do that, we thought it would be cool from the front to even implement, and, and obviously here in the 3R location, this would take a long period of time, but indefinitely, as long as it takes, implement on Sunday morning services like one couple um, that, that is on mission to come up and to just acknowledge that in front of everybody so that everyone sees who they are um, and they, they, of course, see who everyone else is. And so um, we're trying to bring some more clarity to um, what this thing is that we would probably call membership. We don't want you to get freaked out when you hear that, like, oh, the door's like, they're, they're going completely fundamental on us. No, no we're, it's, always it, it, it's always been in our bylaws. We just never did anything with it. We just kind of let it float and ignored it. Um, if it's in our bylaws, we need to 
we need to do as it says in our bylaws, which is that acknowledgement that's going to go on that, that you are on mem uh, that you are on mission with us at the door. So um, anyway, you add to that. Well, uh, it goes without saying that not everybody's going to want to do that, and that's okay. Um, it, there is something nice about knowing who's who sometimes, because there's, there's a lot of people over the years that it's kind of sat around the fringes and have never, you know, you kind of knew, but um, this is a way for the church to know and for us to know. And, and it's kind of a cool thing. So if you have any questions about that, you can definitely talk to us. It is spelled out in both of the documents. You'll see it there. And again, that was somebody, somebody else said, well, it's, it says we're going to do this. Why aren't we doing it? Good question. So anyway, you, if you have any questions, uh, we'll get into that more. Uh, the last little bit of information, if there's no questions still. Actually, were there questions on that? That's why I looked. A directory. Actually, there you go. So this came up in Lapine as well. I do have a fascinating Excel spreadsheet with information on it that I can get to you, um, but it's not very cool. Um, Don used to put together a, a, a deal for us, a directory for us, um, but, it, but it was kind of a, a paper one that could work, but right now we, we probably have the ability, if there's a, a couple of people in the church that want to try to team up to tackle it, that we could do an online kind of a thing with photographs. People could submit their own photographs. I know that would help a couple of the pastors. I'm not going to say who, but if names and, and faces, I didn't say, I'm just kidding. No, it would, it would help all of us. If names and faces were kind of in this thing and, and maybe whatever information we want to put in there, but I think it's something we could easily do um, in Lapine, you know, not to, not to make this a competition, but three ladies immediately threw their hands up and said, we'll do it. Three. And it's a small congregation. So I'm just kidding. Anyway. Yes, we have two. I saw two hands already. So, woo. Oh, she has a question. No, you volunteered, Cindy. Cindy volunteered. You all saw it, right? Yeah, he's coming. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm just curious because we're kind of still newer. Is the Lapine Church and the Three River Church, are they two separate churches or are they one church in two different places? Thanks, thanks for stirring up. Financially, yeah. is it run that way too? That's a great question. So we had this idea. Financially, they're kept separate. So uh, we have we have one bank account with different checking accounts for the warming center, for the Lapine Church, and for 3R. And we we try to make sure that the money's going in and coming out of each account. We, we Janet loves it, by the way, because it's not complicated to keep track of it all. Um, but we do we do we try to do a good job of that. Although there are times, like for instance, the salaries for David and I both come out of this church. Uh, Chad isn't full time, but he, he does take a part time salary that comes out of the Lapine Church. When we did the retirement, um, the, the stuff for David and I came out of this one. The stuff for Chad came out of that one. So we try to make you know do what makes sense in that regard. But we are the uh, there's more money in this church than than that one. In regards to the one church, two locations, we started with that mindset. And as we, as we grew, it, you know, that the truth of the matter is it's kind of hard to, to maintain that or to make that a reality. And I would even argue that churches that have two services struggle with the exact same thing because you end up with two identities, two different bodies of people. And so even if your best intention is to do that. So what we have are two different locations with shared leadership. Um, and that's the way it works. And so what there, yeah, so there, there are things we will do together that will make a lot of sense. Um, and then there are things that we'll do separately. That's why we had a separate town hall meeting for them because it is a, you know, it's a different bird, but, uh, we're about as close knit as 
as possible as far as, you know, like we're close with the, the church over in the, the village, but it's not the same. I and mean, we're actually, you know, under the same leadership, under the same banner, same mission. If you were to go to the church service there, which you guys could all go check it out, you'll, well, you'll hear the same sermon if you come to this church the next week. That's the way it works. But, but you'll see the same things where they do, you know, the music, the sharing time, the, it's, they're structured the same way, but they are two different bodies, two different churches ultimately. Yeah. We kind of we like um, the model, and it is kind of confusing, but like if you look at the book of Acts, like this is really what you're seeing. You're seeing a church <laughs> that's going into different locations, and yet they're all extremely mindful of each other. There are, there are connections that are being made from one to the next. Brent mentioned Antioch earlier. Antioch was one of those churches in the book of Acts that just, um, th they were just blessed monetarily more than others. And so what would they do with that? They would send that off as needed to the other churches. There was a, a direct connection. We live in a world where churches are so competitive um, and, and they're just constantly going up against each other and they have really not a lot to do with each other. And we don't want that. We, re we really want to learn to be unified and mindful of what's going on down the road with the gospel and with the people of God, even if it's different. And so both, both congregations, like Brent said, are, are very different as far as the outreach, the missional opportunities, and even the demographics. And this is where I got it wrong, um, is I, I just thought, well, that's, that's 15 miles down the road. Um, they're all the same people. No, they're not. Like the people that are coming in and filling those seats are completely different in what's at the front of their mind and what they're worried about and how they're thinking than you guys are here, even though it's 15 miles apart. And so that's where, really where a lot of the differences come and the distinction has come where we do things different there than we would do here. But you guys, I don't know if you know this, like because of your guys' generosity and how God has blessed you guys, that church in large part and what's going on there exists. Um, a lot of your money, I'll just let you know now if you didn't know, has gone to making most of what happens down there happen. That's the way the church should be. And so, and so uh, we, we are one church. We consider it that way. I would like for you guys to think of it that way. I think we would just do well to start thinking bigger outside of, outside of our four walls as far as the kingdom of God and what, and what Christ is doing with the kingdom. So. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Just your your generosity makes things happen down there that you may not always get to see or know about, and maybe we could do a better job of making sure you see and know about those things. But but it's a big deal, uh, you know, worth mentioning. Uh, and not only that, I know I know you guys pray for what happens down in Lapine as well, and God hears those prayers and uh, and God answers those prayers, and so it's exciting. Um, you know, and probably just something else to mention, you know, we've talked about before that, you know, like we all value church planning. And so, you know, if, if another church were to come into the mix, it might not be the same dynamic, um, you know, that we have in Lapine. We'll, we'll see if and when that time comes. But, you know, I think God has just, you know, done a thing in knitting a couple of congregations together uh, in ways that, that we might not always think about uh, or realize. And so, um, you know, keep up the generosity and keep up the prayers. Future open house. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so we, we've done a lot of work in the Lapine building. The deacons down there basically treated as their full-time job. I think they're all retired. Uh, no, Craig, Craig still works, and so on his days off, he comes down and works there as well. So these guys are just workhorses, uh, and they've made quite a transformation uh, on the building, and so we want to do an open house, probably a couple of different, like one maybe for the community that we do through the Chamber of Commerce, uh, and then one specifically for you guys, uh, the church, to come down and see. So hopefully in the coming you know weeks, we'll uh, uh, have more information about that. We'd love for you guys to come down and just see physically some of the results of, of the generosity and the work that's happened down there.
Probably on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, probably after church on a Sunday, and we'll have everybody provide. No, no, I was, was going to say, could have the ladies provide lunch too soon, probably. <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, the kind of cool thing is, um, so so we we uh, we rely heavily on David for kind of uh, uh, the look of the church and and kind of the because we want to be. I won't go into too much detail, but but we enjoy this. A lot of times people come to a church and they, they think they know exactly what they, you know, if you walk into a certain church, you go, I know what this is. I've been here a hundred times. I know exactly what this is. When you walk in here, it looks a little different and that's intentional, but, but it's on purpose so that maybe somebody says, you know what, maybe this isn't what I expected. And, and then, and, and so it's, it's really a way to take an obstacle out of the way for them to get to Jesus. So it's, an, it's, it's a, there's a method to the madness. <laughs> if you go down to the Lapine church now and look at it, it looks a lot like this, and it looks fantastic. It's just it just has turned out so cool. You'll you'll feel right at home when you walk in. Because for a while there we didn't, and that wasn't a knock on anything. It was just Chad didn't you know necessarily wasn't responsible for the decorating, but it was it had a different feel than it does now. So anyway, well part of it part, <laughs> part of it too. In my defense, is like not just it's not just the looks thing, but like it's durable. Like the building down there needed to be durable. It needed to be able to be um, how do you say it? cleaned um, well um, and so there's a there's a lot uh, of stuff during the week um, every day in fact there's things going on inside the building kind of like here um, where different groups are coming in and, and using it um, freely and openly and uh, and then of course it doubles you know the the ministry there it's actually more a, war a warming center where a church just happens to meet in it and so all that was a part of why we ended up um, kind of creating the space that we did was with that in mind, that it's just durable and, and it can do uh, what we need it to do best that it can. So anyway, yeah. Just in case anybody doesn't know, by the way, uh, Neighbor Impact bought that building and said that if we agreed to keep a warming center going for five years, which we intended to do anyway, uh, at the end of that five years, we'd get the building. So they charge us a dollar a year, which is, you know, it's pretty steep. <laughs> Uh, and then at the end, I think we buy it out for a dollar and then it's, uh, it becomes our building, our building. And so God, again, is just amazingly provided for us in a way that blows our mind. Debbie doesn't want to volunteer for the directory. She's got information about the directory. Am I right? Yes. Debbie does want to volunteer oh, for the sweet. directory, <laughs> but I would like to put out a, a, su a suggestion that we use the software we've already bothered the planning center stuff to go ahead and do it and then that way everybody's in planning center and then when someone starts to uh a ministry then we don't have to do extra stuff if, if pictures can be implemented into that i think that would work well i just didn't know if they could be that was I'll the question i had so i know christy was going to contact you from lapine too because i set you up for for that as well so <laughs> okay so my, my team welcome. let me know who my team is yeah. <laughs> All right. anyway so great idea about the, about the directory. It would be very helpful and we're overdue for it. So we'll work on that. A couple other quick things about communication. Um, we put out a monthly newsletter that is just basically the things that are out of the ordinary, just to make sure everybody knows what's going on. A lot of people sign up for it multiple times and that means it's going into your junk mail because I'll go, oh, they signed up and I'll look and they've already signed up three more times. So if, you, if you're not getting it right around the first of the month, it's check your junk and it'll be there probably. But that's one way we communicate. Uh, we also have the, obviously the website, uh, if you go to the website, you'll find all kinds of information, including the calendar and so forth. Uh, there's a couple updates that need to be made there, but that's another way to get information. We have YouTube channels for both Central Oregon. The one's called The Door at Central Oregon because it was before we started one for Lapine. So at first we thought they were going to be combined and then they weren't. So anyway, if you need help finding those, all of the sermons 
are on there. So not that you want to watch us, but if you wanted to watch us and not just listen to us, you get to. So we live stream and then they're on there. At the beginning of the week, we shorten it down to just the sermon. So we're not including the praise and prayer stuff or the songs. We just have the sermon going, but that's on YouTube, both Lapine and 3R, as well as the weekly podcast we do. If you haven't found that, it's both on YouTube and then you can listen to it. So anyway, if anybody, we just recently changed where we house our sermons. Not that it matters at all, but if you have a hard time finding them, let us know and we'll direct you to where they are now. So I think that makes sense. Um, and then the only other um, thing we need to, this is, this is a serious thing we got to talk about, sorry, uh, Facebook. So a lot of you guys aren't really on Facebook anymore, but right now this, this silly dilemma, but it, it's, it's bugging me. So I'm going to talk about it. We have a private page for this church, a private page for Lapine and one public page. And what happens is most of you guys are on all of them. And so if we post something to one, we post it to all three, and then you get three things, you know, that are all the same. The problem with the, the, the idea behind the private pages were that we could share private prayer requests, things like that, and, and they would only be for people that go to this church. Well, what's happened is over the years, people have moved, people have left, and, and it's hard to kick somebody out of a, a private page that, you know, they're still nice people. We still like them. They're still brothers and sisters in Christ. But what's happened now is that we've got about double the amount of people on our Facebook page for this church that go here. And, uh, and then the question came up, why do, we, why do they need to be a private page at all? Why not just make it a public page and having, have one for each church? And Because we're not really sharing anything private on there at all. If there was a prayer request that we needed to share, we could find another way to do it on Sunday mornings or, you know, there's, there's lots of ways. So basically, we just want to get a quick poll as far as, are you guys cool with us just making two public pages and getting rid of the private pages? The other terrible thing that, that hurts my heart, I don't know about Chad, but we'll have people that'll, that'll, that'll get on and say they want to join our private page, but they don't go to church here. And we're, our rules say we're not going to let them in. So you've got all these people pending. We've got like 20 people in Lapine that want to be part of the page. And it's like, no, you're out. It doesn't feel like something Jesus would do. <laughs> it, feels, it feels weird. <laughs> anyway, any, any input on that? You can just shout it out. Oh, no, you can use the mic since you have it. <laughs> um, my concern, or I guess because I put on a lot of the women's events, um, I know like Chris uh, Sprando is planning on doing maybe another women's retreat, is that's such a way that we like to communicate with the women that we do have like a women's email list, but not all the women, and when new women come to church. And so, but if you put it out there, like sometimes we're only limited in so many spots. Like we don't necessarily want to invite everybody all over you know what i mean for certain things so i'm just sounds, sure sounds like what would jesus do carrie yeah. well jesus may not have like oh carrie and i have we could do that heaven but <laughs> we have a smaller capability of doing some of that stuff so i'm just not sure how we would handle it we've, we've talked about this before we don't have like a bulletin that goes out in church I mean, we do do some flyers and announcements, and maybe that's all people will get. So a lot of people aren't on Facebook, and so doing it via the newsletter or via email would solve that, just for what it's worth, I think. Yeah. If, if we don't do it. The church doesn't use events at all on Facebook. We don't do the events. I think the women's ministry is the only one that does it. Yeah, that's, what, um, that's why I'm asking. That, that's been a big way to communicate yeah. with the women at the church. I don't know if there's a better way or not, but I don't think I would want to put... We've, We've already had some run-ins with some public incidents, too, of, I don't want to say, but yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I do. And um, so if we didn't post them publicly, which is fine, we just need another avenue that maybe would work for that. Okay. That's good input. Anybody else have any input? 
it's not a, I know it's a silly thing to talk about at a business meeting, but it's just, it's weird. So the public page, by the way, has got probably 400 people that follow it, um, but we don't do anything with it. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to even have it. And, and it seems like there could be a missional aspect of that, that we're, we're doing something a little bit more interesting than, you know, than we are currently. So anyway, pray about that. If you have any input, you can talk to us offline. The only other thing I was going to mention is it's been a way, it's been way too long since we've done a newcomer's lunch. We used to do them pretty regularly about every three months or so, and we're way overdue if there's somebody that's never been to it and would want to come to a newcomer's lunch. By the way, what it is, it's just a, it's kind of like the door 101 where we let you guys know who we are, kind of who we're not, and let you ask any questions you might have. Um, it's, it's kind of, a, it's sad when you've been in a church for a year and then you find out like, you guys don't baptize infants or something like that comes up and you're like, well, that's, I'm out of here. Well, we could probably head that off a lot quicker. That's not one of the things that comes up, but I was trying to, you know, there's things like that that are deal breakers that can, we can talk about right away and, and you can find out and that we've had that we've had people come to a newcomer's lunch and never come back. <laughs> not that we're looking for that, but it, it answered some questions for them that they needed to know right then and there. So anyway, we'd like, we just did one in Lapine recently and it went, went really well. If there's a need for it here, we want to do it. So I guess I just, is there anybody here that's not been to a newcomer's lunch that would be interested in doing one if we had one again? Okay, we have one one hand. We'll just take you to lunch. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, well, we, we provide lunch. And it's just like we usually just buy something and bring it in and, you know, chicken probably. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, it'll probably be chicken. So, yeah, anyway, we could schedule one out into February or March or something like that if we have people interested. We'll just, yeah. It wasn't... He may... Okay, we're still not at one o'clock, which is pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. But any other questions? If you have something you want to ask, now would be the time. Or if you can come and find one of us later and, and ask us. Mr. Thomas. Hey, Thomas here. I just had a question on a kind of one year, three year, five year plan for the door. I was curious, uh, where do you guys see this church and the church in Lapine in one, three, and five years? Where God wants us to be. <laughs> Good one. Good answer. That's the right answer. I am not. Yeah, I'm not the goal setter guy. I can let you talk to the the, the visionary or the goal setter. He wants a goal. He wants a goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still standing. I mean, in short, um, you know, we we want to we want to engage in the things that that God puts in front of us. And you know, right now, you know, God has put you know a congregation in front of us here, a congregation in front of us in Lapine. Uh, that you know, kind of have different makeups and, and different, you know, kind of positives and, and sets of challenges and things to overcome and, and, and all of those kinds of things. And so, you know, in one year, we hope to be proclaiming the same gospel that we're proclaiming today. Uh, and in five years, to be proclaiming the same gospel that we're proclaiming today. And uh, hopefully, even after we're all long gone, that somebody will still be here proclaiming the same gospel that we're proclaiming today. But I, I am a planner and a goal setter, but it feels kind of almost a little bit weird in the church. Like, they're just things that we don't know. We don't know what God's going to do, and it's hard to predict what God's going to do. And so we want to maintain some flexibility for when God says, okay, we're going to turn left, or we're going to turn right, or, or whatever it is, you know, that, that we have, you know, kind of the agility to, to move how and when God says to move. So I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for. Yeah, I was going to say that the church is actually quite the opposite, in our opinion, than the way other businesses grow in the world. Um, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of churches that that 
tend to operate that way by making these plans and in doing that can actually miss what God's doing in three years or five years because we're so fixated on our plans and where we think we should be that we forget that he's driving and we're in the trunk. And so like, um, hope, hopefully, I, I totally agree. Ho hopefully our, our future plan, what it, however many years that may be, is that more people are getting saved, more children are learning to follow and worship Jesus, more marriages are glorifying God and being stronger. All those things that we have as constants that we know God wants to do, those are the things we hope we're doing in three or five or 10 years, so. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question, and we've had these conversations before. You're, you're a thinker that way. Uh, you're, you're smart that way. <laughs> you're wise that way. Um, with the church, we definitely take the opposite posture, where he can do whatever he wants. Like, we've, we've almost learned and become afraid of, of um, planning anything, because uh, in the last 11 years of doing this, um, it's been just one surprise after another. And every single one of them are right, and we were able to kind of meet each one of them because we were flexible. We weren't, we weren't already fixed on something else. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll just keep leading us, you know. I would say, by the way, um, sorry, just on that same thought, um, see, seeing more children, more, more young families, seeing the music ministry grow. Uh, we love what's, where, where it's been going, but seeing, seeing more people added into that and that growing, seeing more people in home groups. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that I would love to see happen. Some of it's in our control and some of it is that you just have to, you know, it depends on who God brings here. Um, but those are all things that are, you know, we're always thinking about like what could, you know, what could grow and expand and be better and stuff. But, but ultimately the answers they gave are the, the ones that I would agree with. And I'll just add, like, I don't, don't want it to make it sound like there's no plan. <laughs> uh, it's just we hold on loosely to, to the plan, right? We, we can say we'd like to see this and we'd like to do that, but we just hold on loosely, uh, trusting that God's going to direct as time goes on. So okay. um, has the Lord put it on your hearts at looking at other locations? I mean, is that anything that's in a... Oh, yeah, no. Um, but I, I like, mean, I like it where it's, where it's just comfy at home. That's where I like to do it. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, you don't just say, oh, we're going to go to Lapine. I mean, there's got to be some, I don't know, movement of water or something that... I mean, our philosophy has always been we don't want to grow big. We want to grow out. And so, as, again, waiting on the Lord, waiting for the right people. For us to take on another location right now with the three of us would be silly. That we, you know, my wife's shaking her head like, don't do it, Carrie. Uh, it, that wouldn't work well for us right now. But, but again, it just comes down to that, you know, being open to what, what God's put out there. Finding more, what we would consider like dark spots on the map. And I don't mean that as like, you know, to say anything bad about the two areas we're in, but, but we're like right now, there's places where every church wants to be in the middle of, and we kind of want to find those places where nobody's really trying to get. And so if the Lord brings that to us again, we always want to be uh, paying attention to what he's doing around us, but there are no plans right now of any kind to, you know, to move out. Um, so it's not good. Um, speaking to the music ministry, I know Thomas sent an email out um, last week. I think it was, um, any information on that? I was going to pull you aside, but there's a few people here that are kind of involved in that, just kind of as far as um, a meeting that's happening. Any updates? Yeah, we're over overdue for a meeting, and, and we need to schedule one soon. Uh, we just probably need to get together and figure out what works for everybody. Okay. But yeah, we want to have a meeting with the, all the AV people and all the, the um, music people, and yeah, and 2023 early in the year would be a good time to do that. So soon, but not scheduled yet. Cool. 
Yeah, but thanks for the reminder. Uh, just gapping back to Janet's whole thing about the you know other locations, we we kind of like to fly under the radar so we don't talk about it a whole lot. But this church has a huge impact in other locations, and that's in Africa. There's a team of eight people that left this weekend that are in Tanzania training that Glenn is overseeing all of that. In 2019, he went for the first time by himself alone. Today, he was able to send eight other trainers from the states there that he can just stay stateside and organize it, plan it when they're calling him and WhatsApping him and saying, hey, uh, I need a ride from here to here. He knows where they are and who he can connect them with to get them there. And you guys are sending that team of eight people to go, um, whereas three years ago, it was just him. So God is doing crazy things in Tanzania, exploding it. And um, we just can't thank you enough for your partnership in reaching that part of the earth. That's a great reminder. That's, that's a great reminder that uh, there, there are some other uh, areas that we we're, we're have a part in reaching right now, and, and whether it be in Africa or in Thailand or uh, the New Breed Network, um, and then also the Rhymers still, we're, we're all still supporting all of them. Uh, by the way, the church has set amounts that we, we pledge, um, but it seems like every month more comes in than what we've designated, and we're just fine with that. So, so if you want to be extra generous to, to any of the missionaries that we support, feel free. You know, <laughs> I know they appreciate it, but that's a great reminder. Any other questions? You can always hit us afterwards, too. Like I said, I know not everybody wants to do this here, but Jeff. This isn't a question, but it's a comment that I <clears throat> feel compelled to make and, and that is, we're here, my family is here because we were invited, number one, which is huge. Don't ever discount the value of a simple invitation. Number two, before we ever set foot, I listened online. And the, the word that it was delivered by the three of you compelled me to want to be here. And since we've been here, <clears throat> there has not been a Sunday that I have not left challenged, motivated, and moved by the way the, the word has been opened and delivered. And 40, over 40 years of, of spending time in churches, and I've never experienced what I've, I've experienced here. And I've been in some, under some great leadership, but I, I, just, I just want you guys to know that. The, the word that is being delivered here and the message that is being delivered here is nothing short of moving. It, it's, it's amazing. And I know I'm not the only one who feels that way, but sometimes it just needs to be said. So God bless you guys. <laughs> Are you trying to get even with me for making you cry earlier? Because <laughs> it's, it's working. Thank you, brother. appreciate that. You know, it, I, I, the one thing we want to do more than anything else is make much of Christ and what he's done. And I hope we, I hope we do that every week um, because that's the best thing going for sure. So it's a privilege to be able to, to do this. I know these guys would say the same thing, but we want to make much of Christ. Yeah. All right. We, we, love, we love you guys. It is an absolute joy to be where we're at. I think we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago at Table Talk, and it's like I have, to, I have to pinch myself sometimes of where God has put us 
to do what we do with who we get to do it with. Like, like it's, 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 it's incredible. Like I, we're so overpaid, um, obviously not, <laughs> not money wise, but like we're so, we're so, we're so like overly blessed um, and overly joyed by getting to do what we do with you guys. You guys make it so easy. Um, and just, and just to think that this is as bad as it's going to get, like we're all, we're all going to spend eternity together, um, in much better conditions, just enjoying each other. Um, but, but we're, we're just, we just thank you guys for, for treating us so well and handling. In fact, I don't even think I said that we, we just had the pastor appreciation in October and, um, and again, like the cards, the stuff you guys wrote, the way you expressed your love and your care for us is, is insane to me. Like it doesn't even make sense to me. Um, and so, th and so thank you guys. Yeah. And read your bylaws. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've all been pastors a long time. And uh, I think we would all say like, there's been, you know, times when it's a burden and, and you guys are not a burden, not, not saying it's always easy, but, but you guys are not a burden uh, on us. You guys are ab absolute blessing. It's, it's our privilege and our pleasure uh, to get to shepherd the flock that God has entrusted uh, to us. Uh, and so thank you for not being a burden. Uh, and please don't ever feel like you are. Um, even, you know, even in hard things, um, you know, we would all say just the difficulties of life. Or it's not a burden. It's what we do for each other as we walk through hardships together and, and suffer together uh, by God's good plan and good design. And so please don't ever feel like you guys are burdening us because you are not. Well, let's pray. Yeah. God, we're thankful for today, uh, thankful uh, that we can reflect on uh, all that you've done uh, in our fellowships over the last uh, year, uh, thankful that the gospel has been proclaimed, thankful that people have come to faith, thankful that uh, people grow in their faith and that we see evidence of uh, continued sanctification uh, in the lives of, of those with whom we get to fellowship. Uh, and we're thankful as we look forward into the next year and in the coming years to know uh, that you are faithful and that we uh, want to uh, be faithful to you. And so we need your help in that. Uh, we need your help in order to uh, lead the church uh, wisely. We need your help uh, to evangelize uh, a lost and dying world around us. Um, and God, it's you who saves, and we know that it's not us. And so help us to depend more and more on you uh, as we dig into your word uh, week after week. Um, as you uh, continue to grow us, as you continue to sanctify us, we do pray uh, that you would grow our church with uh, more and more people that are coming to faith. Uh, and we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. A uh, quick reminder before you go, uh, there may be some cleanup, and I know that the people that have provided lunch would, would very much appreciate if anybody could stay and help with that. Uh, the two copies of the bylaws are here. Um, you're welcome to take one of each, and that way you can compare and contrast. But the thinner one is the new one. They're, they're dated, so you'll tell uh, you'll be able to tell. And if you do want a copy and these are gone, uh, you want a digital copy, just email me and I'll send it your way. Thank you guys so much for coming.